Yeah! At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Takedown. As always, brought to you by Phone Soap. Go to phonesoap.com, use the code TAKEDOWN, and you can get 20% off of your order. What is up, everybody? Um, I, fun fact about this episode, I've already tried to record this maybe six to seven times already. Uh, the furthest I've got is five minutes. So, yes, you are listening to a man who is struggling right now. I... I struggle with like solo podcasts so hardcore uh, because like I think it's because like I can hear myself like so clear that whenever like I stumble or whenever I like I stutter or like I like if I even breathe funny I'm like nope gotta edit it out and then sometimes like it just doesn't fit cohesively after that I don't know I'm just gonna roll with it this time um, what is up everybody I wanted to come on here and I wanted to do essentially like a year in review episode and just kind of go over 2020 kind of go over like what the podcast has done this year uh like where we're trying to go in the upcoming year and just kind of say like a bunch of thank yous honestly like um like you guys always hear me say like we right when i'm talking about the technique like we do this and we do that we do this because it's not just me like you guys hear me Uh, But there's like a legit team behind this, right? There's like an entire team effort. Um, And like without like this entire team, like this wouldn't happen. Like you understand what I'm saying? Like this as a unit wouldn't work if it was just me. Um, So really quick, right off the bat, I'm just going to thank Scotty because uh, and even though me and Scotty co-host like another podcast together, like Scotty does so much work for the takedown. Like I cannot thank Scotty enough. Um Fun fact, a couple of years ago, me and Scotty actually started a podcast that you used to be able to find up until about a month ago, and we got rid of all those episodes, uh, but it was called The Tortoise and the Rabbi, and uh, so like pretty much what it was was like like Scotty's gamer tag for years has been the pesky tortoise. I don't know if I'm like actually allowed to say that. I'm just going to go ahead and say it, yeah. So his gamer tag on like Xbox, PlayStation, PC, like everything has been pesky tortoise. Um... And so back in the day, like I used to get really drunk and at parties, I would always introduce myself as Jerry Goldstein, the traveling Jewish uh, magician. So for some, for some reason we just like, we were just bullshitting one day and the tortoise and the rabbi came into fruition and we started a podcast where we would talk about like what to do during the end of the world, like during the apocalypse and just all this random stuff. Um, and like, we, like, we didn't take it serious at all. Like it was literally just like two guys just like having fun with like a recorder and we posted it. I think we might've hit like maybe three episodes and we were like, yeah, podcasting isn't for us. Uh, but like that hooked me and like that was my very first, um, like foray into the world of podcasting and Scotty's gotten incredibly good over the years as an editor. And at one point, Scotty was like the sole editor of the takedown. Um, and he's like taught me a lot along the way to where like now I'm kind of editing these episodes alone. Um, but I just want to thank him, man. That's my brother, bro. Like for real. Um, like, I don't like, I don't even know how to like explain it, but like, there's just something about like a sibling bond where like, whether it be like wrestling or fighting or, or baseball, even 
Like when you guys have like this bond, like there's just something magical about it. And that's kind of like what we've done with this podcast. Like we've just made it like a, like an absolute bond. And, uh, yeah, I just really appreciate that guy. <laughs> and I don't like, I don't say it enough on here, but I really do appreciate all the stuff that he's done for the takedown. Um, I want to thank like Thomas Perry, right. And I want to thank, uh, John Davis and I don't want to thank Jameis. And I want to thank all these people who, uh, have like helped the podcast in one way or another. And I want to thank like people like Lucy power, uh, or Jason Schneidman, AKA the men's groomer, John Wayne Parr, like people, uh, who I never thought would come on this podcast that came onto this podcast and allowed me to give them a platform. People like Ian McCall, like former, uh, UFC world title challenger, like, like just, there's so many people that I'm super thankful for. I want to thank, uh, BKFC actually, because, uh, everybody's like heard this story, but at one point I was going to go to Mississippi and, and jump in a training camp and help somebody fairly notorious, uh, with a bare knuckle boxing match. And I was going to go as a training partner and I had a bunch of dental work done. And after that, uh, BKFC asked me, they were like, well, you just want to like record and interview some fighters and, and that kind of like kickstarted this whole thing off, uh, like super organically. So I just, I want to thank those guys hardcore. Um, it's been a ride, man, like 2020 for the podcast, 2020 for earth, 2020 for myself, especially like I'm a new father. Um, it's been such a cool year and yeah, I just want to thank everybody that's like taken part of this or that's shared this. Uh, or shared these posts, or they've they've pinned stuff on their walls. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people have bought our merch, dude. Like, that's the craziest thing. People have bought merch from me. Like, I set up an account online, and people have, have bought merch. Like, that's the craziest thing in the world. Um, and I get hit with these random messages all the time. Like, people asking me about, like, like peyote. Or, like, they'll ask me about, uh, like, fights. Like, they'll ask me about, like, betting odds. Or, uh, like, they'll ask me advice. Like, that is so crazy. I mean, people ask me advice. Like, it's, it's honestly, like, it's just, uh, like, I'm honored. I don't know how else to, how else to say that. I'm absolutely honored. Um, so let's just kind of jump into it, man, without getting, like, too, too sappy. I had to kind of take a moment there and, like, breathe for a moment because, uh, like, this is, like, super emotional for me. Like, I'm, like, people don't understand. Like, I'm a kid from, like, a small town, dude. Like, like, the town that I went to school in didn't even have, like, a stoplight. We had one like one stop sign. Like I graduated with like 50 kids in my class. Like this shit's crazy. Like I done the Spotify rap thing the other day, the analytics. I'm like, I'm being played consecutively in like 11 different countries. Like that is so crazy to me, dude. Like it just, it never stops blowing my mind and people keep reaching out and people keep engaging. And like, I don't know, I'm blessed. Truly I'm blessed. And I thank all of you for that. Um, so let's kick off this year right, right? So the very first episode of this podcast that came out this year, uh, February 20th, February 20th, February the 10th, uh, with Reggie Barnett Jr. Uh, that was the head of a BKFC card. He's actually the very first bare knuckle fighter that I interviewed. Uh, really cool dude actually invited me to the fights afterwards and, uh, his after party. Super, like super sweet dude. Um, but that kicked off the uh, like the podcast for the year, and so from there, like we steamrolled every single week after that, uh, and that was like I just learned, like I just figured it out, 
right? So like I done that one on the 10th and then on the 11th, I dropped two episodes. Like I had no idea what I was doing. Um, then we had Stephanie Frosto. We had Ian McCall. I have my buddy, uh, Rob with McDojo life. Come on. Right. I've had so many people come on and just lend me like their time and like lend me their, uh, like lend me their thoughts and like their ideas. And they've, they've done super well by me, honestly. Like, I can't thank these people enough. I'm just, I don't know. I'm honored. Like I'm, I'm honored. That is the only way I know how to put it. Um, but without getting too sappy, let's jump right into this 2020 in review, right? Uh, so January the 1st, uh, the Australian wildfire started. Uh, January 21st was the first U.S. confirmed uh, COVID case. Uh, so then January 26th, Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi uh, tragically passed away. Uh, February the 2nd, the Chiefs and the 49ers went to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs won. Damn, that Austin Mahone has an arm on him. What a stud. Um to March the 4th, you, you guys remember earlier in the year, anytime you'd get on YouTube and you'd always have those damn Mike Bloomberg commercials? Seemed like it happened for like two weeks, right? March the 4th is when Mike Bloomberg dropped out of the 2020 presidential uh, race. Makes no sense because this dude had a commercial literally after every video on YouTube. Made no sense. Why'd you get that far and then quit? Um. Uh, let's see here. So that was March the 4th. Uh, April, oh, I'm sorry, no, March the 11th. Uh, Harvey Weinstein went to prison for 23 years for being a rapist, which is, uh, no surprise to anybody, but very good. Very good, I'm glad. Uh, also on March the 11th, the NBA suspended their season. Uh, tragically, March the 13th, Breonna Taylor lost her life. Um... April 13th, the very first stimulus check hit. May the 3rd, the murder hornets were announced, which, terrifying. Terrifying. If you, if you had told me on January 1st, hey, uh, coronavirus is going to happen, and there's also going to be these fucking hornets that could definitely kill you, yeah, I, uh, I don't know that I'd have believed you. <laughs> um, May the 7th. Ahmaud Aubrey tragically lost his life. Uh, May the 25th, George Floyd tragically uh, lost his life as well. May the 28th kicked off the riots in uh, Minneapolis. Um, man, what a what a fucking year! And we're only in we're only in May. Uh, you skip ahead, you go to June. June the 5th, the NBA came up with the bubble uh, in Orlando. Uh, July the 2nd, Ghislaine Maxwell was picked up and arrested uh, for her part in the uh, Jeffrey Epstein sex ring. Um, August the 16th, those damn people that were announcing the baby shower, or the baby gender reveal thing, caused the largest California wildfire in history, burned over a million acres. Um, and that's only in August, folks. I mean, what, what a year. You factor in the election, you factor in just everything else. Like, that's it's fucking insane, dude. It's been such a crazy year. I don't like focus on all the, like, all the sad stuff and all the, the, all the stuff that, like, weighs down your soul. Like, I don't want to focus on that stuff. Um, let's kick it right back to the beginning of the year. Right, January 17th, Mac Miller released the album Circles. Absolutely phenomenal album. 
right? It is definitely, it's my album of the year just because Mac Miller is my all-time favorite artist. Um, but it, like, truly is one of the greatest albums ever created. Um, rest in peace to the goat, man. I'm so glad that his family and uh, John Brian got the okay to, like, release that album. It's such a phenomenal album, man. Um, <clears throat> February the 19th, Pop Smoke was killed in a home invasion. Um, his debut album, Shoot for the Moon, uh, debuted July the 3rd, and then July the 20th, the deluxe edition came out. Absolutely phenomenal album. This kid was so talented, man. Uh, I just can't help but feel like we got robbed of, of a true talent. Uh, 50 Cent ended up actually producing that album, and it's just so phenomenal, man. You got some actual like classic 50 on there, too, that just came on and just spit bars, dude. I mean, uh, what was the track? I think it was Got It On Me had 50 Cent on Or no, it was The Woo had 50 Cent on it. Fuck, dude, such a good album. Um... Let's see, November the 20th, Co-Wetzel put out my second favorite album of the year. It's called Sellouts. Absolutely incredible album. If you are a Co-Wetzel fan uh, or you're a 90s grunge fan, like you're going to love this album. It's like literally like country grunge. Like It's so crazy. Um, December the 11th, A, Kid Cudi put out Man on the Moon 3. Holy shit, dude. You know, it's only taken like 80 fucking years, but Man on the Moon 3 is here, and uh, what a phenomenal album that is. Uh... So yeah, like musically, 2020 was incredible. Uh, and even like for sports, like UFC, like we got to see the very first uh, Kamzat Chemaev or Joaquin Buckley or Impa Kasanganai. Like we got to see them for the very first time in 2020, which feels crazy because Buckley just had like arguably like the knockout of the year. And Chemaev had one of the, like one of the better uh, years. Dude fought like, like twice in like 15 days. Absolutely unreal. Uh, Impa Kasaganai is a guy from North Carolina. Like, shout out uh, Impa. Um, had just a phenomenal year. Just fought so frequently. And then you have people like Davis and Figueredo. Like, like Figueredo won his title uh, earlier in the year and then defended it, like, multiple times. Like, dude, him and Kevin Holland, a.k.a. Big Mouth, uh, are my fighters of the year. 100%. Uh, Henry Cejudo retired. Thankfully, um, Stipe and DC three happened. I mean, for sports, like this has been an absolutely crazy year. Uh, in other sports news, Gardner Minshew got some cornrows. Dude, cornrowed his mullet. How cool is that? That's the most Florida thing I've ever heard of, and I love it. Like, I want a mullet just so I can cornrow it now. You know what I mean? Um, so I mean, it wasn't like it's been it's been a very rough year. Uh, but I feel like we can always find like the upside to it. You know what I mean? Like I feel like we're always going to be able to find um, like something good to look back on and like laugh about, or or appreciate. I guess. Uh, but this year we've had a lot of really cool guests. Um, gosh, I hate that. Like, I hate that one of the. Uh, like one of the big topics like for podcasters in 2020 has been like the, the pandemic making podcasting like that much more normalized. Uh, I guess that is like one of the good things about 2020 that you don't really, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like I hate saying that like 
hey, because everybody was at home, it made podcasting easier or it made it more effective or it reached more people. But I mean, that is kind of the truth. And you can't really talk about 2020 without uh, or 2020 in podcasting without mentioning that fact. Um, but I've had a lot of really cool guests on here. I mean, I've had uh, people reach out via the power of Reddit, via the power of Instagram, via the power of Twitter. Um, and I've, I've met a lot of really cool people this year. I've met, uh, I've met people like celebrities or athletes that I never thought I'd get the opportunity to speak with, uh, where I've met like just average everyday people with just like a story to tell. And like, that's been like the coolest thing, like for me anyway, uh, like that narrative right there. It's like average everyday people, but with a story to tell. Like, I absolutely love that. And through the power of Reddit, through the power of podcasting, I guess you could say, like, I've met a lot of really cool people. Um, so one of the more interesting people that I met, her name was Chica. Um, and for a while, she was like my number one rated podcast that I'd done. Um, she had a lot of listens on her episode, but she was addicted to pornography and she was telling me this as a woman, uh, as an immigrant woman at that, uh, living in California. And she was just so open and so honest. And I just thought that was so incredible. Like, like the fact that this woman wanted to come on my show and like, tell me her story. Like I was just honored. Um, and then like, I kept up with her and we kept conversing and, and she actually became like a friend of, of mine, like a friend of the show. Uh, she's reached out and she's done some other shows with other people. And they've used like my podcast as like the baseline uh, as to like where they or what questions to ask and other stuff like that. Like I'm not blowing smoke up my own ass, but like that's just incredible. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I met her. I met a guy named Jason Schneidman who uh, right out in California, just like Chica. He uh, he's doing uh, haircuts for the homeless. You know, he owns his own barber shop. And once a month he goes out there, he does like a little, uh, like clothing and a food drive. You know, they get some pizzas, they get some drinks, they get a lot of clothes, shoes, hats, coats, whatever. And they give like homeless people haircuts and, and they give them like little, they have like little portable showers and they let them have a shower and, and, uh, they take care of these people. Like that's just absolutely phenomenal. The band Old Dominion, the country band Old Dominion made a music video about him. Uh, called Some People Do, I think is the name of it. Uh, but he came on this show. He done one of the little uh, artist spotlights because we didn't have a lot of time. Uh, but he just like told me his story, and I just thought that was so incredible. Um, or like we met, uh, I met a chick named Liz who hosts a podcast called the The Ghost Gal Podcast, and her and I had a conversation and. Uh, it was just absolutely phenomenal, man. It was absolutely crazy just hearing an actual paranormal investigator talking about like her life and like her job and, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, actually I'm going to play, uh, I'm going to play a snippet from, from her episode right now. But I, I think probably the scariest thing would be, uh, my youngest son, he, he came running into our room and he said, he's like, um, mom, Johnny is being mean to me. And I was like, who the hell is Johnny? He's like the disappearing guy in my room. Oh, and, shit. Right? And so we're like, oh, okay, you know, and, and, you know, normally when he makes up names, they're not normal names. Um, you know, he's a five-year-old boy, so he says things like poopus and uh, just ridiculous <laughs> things like that, you know? 
um, King Poopers yeah. is fucking with me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, th- and then I would be like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. Um, but for him to say the name Johnny, it was just like, what? Like, that is so weird. Yeah. So that's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> like, but like 2020 brought on like those conversations. That was the Halloween episode right there. And I never, like, I never, like, I didn't think that I was going to do a Halloween episode. And then, like, that just fell into my lap. Like, she, I'd made a post, uh, I think, on Reddit or maybe on Instagram. And she had reached out. She was like, hey, I'm a paranormal investigator. And I was like, yo, that is the coolest shit ever. Um, and I knew for sure, like, I needed to talk to her. Um which was so cool. And then like I met I met a guy who hosts a podcast. His name's Pete Stegmeyer. Uh he hosts a podcast called uh I Can Steal That. And I had him on and he was talking about like all his favorite heists, right? Because he essentially like what I can steal that is is like a um it's like a, a podcast where they talk about uh like him and a guest or him solo. They talk about like these big heists in history. Um, and so like I had him on and, and we were talking about um, like we were talking about heists and we were talking about the movie, the movie uh, Lucky Logan or Logan Lucky or whatever. Um, and we talked about like we talked about a lot of shit. Uh, but I asked him his favorite heist and, and luckily uh, he answered. And uh, it's just like it's very, very interesting i guess seeing a guy who's like enamored by this uh and just listening to like him talk about like his favorite heist and and yeah it was really cool um but we had such a cool conversation i'm gonna include a snippet actually right here um of like that conversation i guess man there's that's a great question um i think for like a pure heist I think my favorite would probably be the Antwerp, uh, Belgium, uh, diamond center heist. And like this one, like it was just, it was perfect. And it needs, like I say this a lot, but like this one, like definitely needs to be a movie because it's like, you've got this like diamond center, uh, which is like one of the busiest hubs. Like they do billions of dollars in, in diamond business, like every year in Europe. And this Italian group of thieves, steals they think between 200 million and a billion dollars worth of diamonds uh but the exact number because like a lot of it's in like safety deposit boxes so like people you're never going to get an accurate number on that because like people are hiding stuff in there that they don't want to like claim or report um yeah a lot of times they're like blood diamonds are like i mean in europe like there's a lot of like old like stolen like art and gold and stuff like that from world war ii that um that gets put in these uh safety deposit boxes uh but what i like so much about this one is they had like this vault that had like 10 layers of security like there was light sensor thermal sensor heat uh like heat sensor motion detector uh they had a combination lock with like 100 million possible combinations like like all sorts of stuff and like, like a magnetic sensor. So if the vault door opened like a millimeter, like it would set off the alarm. And this guy, this group was able to do that with like a can of hairspray. And like they sprayed, like the guy like rented a, a box in the, uh, uh, in the vault, like for safety de- deposit box. And he was like pretending to be like a diamond seller. 
Uh, and then one day he like walks in, sprays the motion detector with hairspray, and then come back uh, comes back the next day with like his his gang of thieves, and they're able to like break in. Um, and there's also like a foot long key that they had to like copy, and like the whole thing is like fascinating and like just beautiful heist work. And then they get caught because uh, one of the guys like buys like a salami sandwich because they're Italian, and. Uh, they find they find the salami sandwich in the garbage, and that's like the thread that the cops are able to pull to to catch everybody. I did not imagine that I would be uh, adding in clips until I just started recording, and I was like, you know what? That'd actually be really cool to like throw in some clips of uh, past episodes and like different people that I've met. Um, so yeah, like what a super cool guy that is though. And like his show, I can steal that super interesting. Same with Liz, like the ghost gal podcast, super interesting. Um, and like, they're like the kind of people, like they're the reason like why I started this, this podcast because I wanted to have like, essentially what I wanted to do was like introduce my friends or like the people that I interact with to like other people, uh, or like other, I guess like genres or something like, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't take this job like too seriously, I guess, but I did want to use this platform to like help my friends find new hobbies or new interests or just new people to like interact with on social media because all these people like that I'm, I'm telling you about, or I've been showing you like they'll interact with you on social media and they're truly incredible people. Like I've met people that I wanted to have on the podcast and after just trying to do the scheduling, like I've decided like, I don't want to even podcast with them because they're not like somebody I would want to associate with, or I want to interact with. Uh, but these are all like really cool people. Um, I met a, I met a person through the power of Twitter. Uh, she was very involved in MMA Twitter. Uh, quite a celebrity on MMA Twitter, as a matter of fact. Uh, and she came on and we talked about Australia cause that's where she's from. She's from Australia. We talked about like Australia. We talked about MMA. We talked about a lot of stuff. Uh, but she taught me what the word bogan meant. Like I'd never heard the word or the term bogan before. Uh, and I just thought it was like such a cool, like a cool ass word. And now it's like part of uh, Scotty and I's like everyday vocabulary. Like the word bogan. It's such a fucking cool. And yeah, like giant spiders and kangaroos. We just have like alligators and rednecks. Yeah, see, rednecks pose much more of a threat. Do you, than a spider does. Do you guys have like Australian rednecks? Like, oh hell yeah, we do. Yeah. Hell yeah, we do. Do you call Heroes. them? Do you call them rednecks or no? No, I call them bogans. Call them what? Bogan. Bogan. Yeah, bogan or a a, a darrow. What is the um like? What's the meaning behind that? A bogan is. Oh, how do you explain a bogan? A bogan is a bogan. It's basically an Australian redneck. Just, you know, how, you know, a, a rednecks are kind of like the caricature of, South, I guess, the, the South, Southern America, Southern States of America, right? That's what people think rednecks are. That's the lovely uh, Mila Harris. She has actually since um, dipped out from social media uh, because the, the whole Mila Harris uh pers persona that she would like portray uh i mean obviously like it's a it's a character right because she's an online sex worker and an mma personality uh like that's not who she actually is so she's actually dipped out of the social media uh realm as mila harris 
uh, her real identity is out there, but I'm not going to give that to you <laughs> because like, that's not, that's not what I'm here for. Um, but this year for me, I mean, via Australia has been absolutely incredible. And for anyone listening in Australia, like, Hey, I just want to thank you guys because, uh, you guys have reached out and like interacted with me almost more than like the American fan base. Um, so I, I super appreciate you guys. Um, but like I, I met a sex worker online named uh, Lucy Power, who, uh, same as me, she was looking for people to come on her show. She has a podcast as well called The Lucy Power Perspective, or uh, maybe she was looking to jump on a show and she just hit me up and was like, "Hey, uh, I'd like to come on." But regardless, we met and we started talking. Absolutely incredible person, right? And she's one of the examples of like people that I wanted to bring on the podcast that just have more. Like, more than meets the eye, right? Because on the surface, like, she's a sex worker, and, uh, you know, she's very provocative online, and, and people will take that at, like, face value, and they won't uh, interact with her in any other manner outside of that, right? So I started talking to her. She's a wonderful artist. Like, she can paint and draw, and and she's a very smart individual, and she's a, a mother. She's an athlete. She's a world champion bodybuilder, actually. Um, but I had like people like her on, or I had Mila Harris on, who uh, is is a sex worker um, by, it's like by trade. But then I have her on, and she knows everything about MMA, and she does Brazilian Jiu Jitsu herself. Like she knows self defense, and and we talked about TV and movies, and we talked about just a lot of random stuff. Uh, and it's actually coincidental that they're both Australian sex workers. But, um, gosh, how did I even get on that topic? Oh, uh, the Australians. Yeah, thank you guys so much. I've had a lot of Australian um, Australian personalities on the podcast, and I've had a lot of uh, Australian fans engaging and interacting with the podcast. And, like, I just – I fucking love you guys to death. Like, I've been saying, like, if I didn't live – like, if I lived outside of America, it would be Australia. 100 percent um and you guys know me like i'm a huge mma fan but i'm a i'm an mma fan for like the nerdy side of things like i love understanding why things are like the way they are like you you understand what i'm saying like i love the coaching aspect of like i'm an mma coach i love the whys and the what's and the hows right um one of my favorite fighters robert whitaker who has made a name for himself knocking people out or just beating the shit out of them. Incredible grappler, right? And I had his grappling coach, uh, Fabricio Ite, on. And let me just stop right here and just say thank you, Coach Fab, for coming on. Um, coach Fab was actually one of my dream guests. Like, I, I had to get on. Like, one of the people that, when I first started this, like, and I first started integrating guests into this, like, I was like, I have to get this guy on. Uh he hosts a, a podcast of his own called Grange TV. Super wonderful dude. He has like the mind for fighting. Like this guy, uh, he knows his shit, right? <laughs> like that's the only way you can like really put it is like he absolutely knows his shit. Um, and it just, it was so incredible being able to talk to him and being able to interact with him. And, and since then we've interacted uh, multiple times and he's such a nice guy, such a good uh, a good man, a good father, good coach. Uh, I really love that dude, though. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Like, they're, they're, they're gunslingers. You know what I mean? Like, those two, 
they're gunslingers. So one of them is going to go down. They're 100%. They uh, I got interviewed before the fight, and I got flack for it. They're like, oh, he's not confident in his fighter. I'm confident in Rob. You think I'm not fucking confident? Like, I was with him for seven or eight years. Of course I'm confident. But you're asking me what do I think is going to happen. He's going in there with a guy like Israel. I said, I go, one of them is going to get knocked out, 100%. The fight's not going to go the distance. It's not going to go three rounds, dude. When you have two go- two gunslingers that hit like they both hit, and that they- they- Super cool guy, and just hearing him talk about like Rob in the the interview that I done with him, uh, or the conversation I had with him. I don't like calling them interviews. I know like a lot of people are like who are you interviewing or who did you interview. I don't like the term interview though. Like I I prefer to just have like conversations with people. Um, but in our conversation, he talked about Rob, and he said that uh, Rob is like I, I mean in that clip he just called Rob a gunslinger, right? But he said that he said something that really stuck with me. He said that he couldn't see Rob doing anything other than fighting. And like, to me, like that is just so incredible. Like, like Rob was like a born warrior. And like, I don't, I don't know, like something about that just like resonated with me hardcore. I was like, yo, that's badass. Like hearing, hearing your coach say that, like you're not made to do anything else. I mean, and so Rob's like really talented in a lot of things too. But hearing your coach say like you were born to do this, like that is, that's just mind blowing. Like that's incredible. You know what I mean? Um, speaking of conversations though, um, uh, I'm kind of in this predicament now where I'm, you know, that J Cole lyric in Middle Child where he says, "I'm little bro and big bro all at once." Like I really feel that. Uh, because I'm this guy that like I've had a podcast now for over a year. 40 some odd episodes. Um, or oh hell, actually more than that. You know, I, I co-host another podcast. Like before that I co-hosted another podcast. Like at one point I literally had three podcasts going simultaneously. Um, so like I have been around this and like, I kind of know what I'm doing, I think, but people reach out to me and like they ask advice. And one of the people that I met through this was, uh, a chick named Wolfie who, uh, a psychedelic wonderer, if you will, psychedelic, psychedelic, uh, fuck, psychedelic princess. I'm just going to leave that in. I ain't even going to bleep that one out where I just stumbled. Um, a psychedelic princess, though, if you will, uh, who is starting her own podcast, which is going to be dropping very soon. Um, but I had her on my show and, and I talked about psychedelics and we talked about music and we talked about conspiracies. Like, Like, I don't like saying that I interview people at all. Like, I like saying that like I converse with people and we just record it. Um, and she was like an interesting character. Like she's been one of the most interesting characters that I've met in this journey. And that's like, that's what makes it so worth it is meeting these people and, and hearing their story and hearing about them, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Just something about it. It's just so, just so interesting to me. And it just like, it keeps pulling me in and like pulls me in and I want more and more and more. Like I just want to keep conversing with, random strangers on the internet <laughs> like i know that i know that, like back in the day like people would uh people would frown upon conversing with strangers on the internet now i don't know now it's it's given us some pretty some pretty sick ass conversations it's a very heart opening type of drug and it's just like all fun molly was like the reason that i was so down to do candy flipping because i was like oh it's just gonna be like molly times times two but it wasn't it was like the Molly would come in and I'd be like, oh my God, this is what life's about. This is why I'm here. I feel so good. I'm so alive. And then 
the acid would come creeping back in. Like literally it just like felt like, like a dark shadow just creeping in behind me that I knew that I know is coming, but I can't do anything about. It was, it was a wild night. Got my new phone stolen. Um, oh, wow. iPhone? Mm-hmm. Yep. iPhone X. Oof. Stolen. First night of the festival. I'm not going to lie. I'd actually never heard the term candy flipping until like that moment. So I actually Googled it while we were conversing. Um, <laughs> and I like to consider myself like very uh like psychedelically inclined i guess like i try to stay up to date with psychedelics just for the simple fact that like uh there's been proven uh statistical studies or scientific study i don't jesus you know if this is the weekly forecast we would definitely edit all those little stumbles out and then make a blooper out of it which is what scotty and terry do to me weekly uh which oh damn this is the reason i hate thanking people uh, during podcast because I definitely forgot to thank Terry, but if you guys listen to the weekly forecast, you know, me and Terry don't really always get along. Uh, but thanks Dick, uh, for everything you do. Um, I like to consider myself very scientifically inclined, scientifically inclined when it comes to psychedelics, just for, uh, the effects they have on the brain and, and the studies that have been linked to CTE and, and helping brain damage in athletes. Because as a, like as a martial artist, like as a coach, like I like to, uh, I like to think of like overall protection of the fighters and the sport more so than actual competition itself. Um, which I'm not saying that like I don't train my fighters to win. I train my fighters to win, but I also train them to be as safe as possible and and definitely stay as sharp as they possibly can mentally as well. And psychedelics are kind of in that spot right now where um, we are. I don't. I, I say we. Uh, they are doing studies where they think that psychedelics can help people with CTE. Uh, so I like to stay up to date on psychedelics, but I'd never heard the term candy flipping before. Um, and it, it's just, it's so crazy. Like I've spoke to former fighters about this. I've spoke to other psychonauts like Wolfie about this. Um, but I've, I've spoke to a lot of people. I've done a lot of research and, and, I would never tell you guys to like, Hey, go do peyote in the desert. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not my job to tell you that, but I am telling you or asking you to just do the research yourself. You know, a lot of rugby players listen to this. A lot of fighters listen to this, like go do your research. Don't do anything because you think you should always do it because you, in your heart, like you want to, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Tell anybody peer pressure you. And that's not just for like psychedelic. That's for anything. Um, <laughs> what a year it's been though, man. I don't really know where I'm going with this. We're like 33 minutes in and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I ended the year with another goal though, right? I wanted, uh, John Wayne Parr to come on the podcast. I shot my shot. He answered. Let me just stop. I had a guest list, right? Four big names on the list. Um, and so John Wayne Parr was one of them because John Wayne Parr, was one of the reasons that I actually started doing martial arts, uh, which I told him multiple times, which I'm actually really embarrassed about because I really don't get starstruck all that often. But when you're talking to John Wayne Parr, you get a little starstruck. Uh, but John Wayne Parr was one of my, like one of my quote unquote, like he was on the guest list. Like I needed to have this guy on there. Uh, so it was him, Coach Fab, just for Grange TV and, and Robert Whitaker. And I was really wanting a Coach Fab Rob duo. 
Um, but so it was John Wayne, uh, John Wayne Parr, and then Coach Fab. I wanted to get Max Blessed Holloway on, which, you know, 2020 ain't over yet. I don't know when I'm going to release this. It might be over by the time you guys hear this. But I want to get Max Blessed Holloway on, all-time favorite fighter. Uh, and I wanted to get uh, Justin Gaethje on, who's another one of my all-time favorite fighters. Um, so that was like the four people, right? That like midway through the year, I, I made a list and I actually have a picture of it somewhere because I've thrown that piece of paper away. Uh, but it just said VIP list at the top. And then I wrote them. Uh, and I think I wrote, I think it was like Max, Justin, Fab, and then JWP is all I wrote, which is John Wayne Parr. Um, but I finally got to talk to John Wayne Parr towards the end of the year. Absolutely phenomenal conversation. I want to thank him again for coming on and just like giving some of his wisdom, man. Like that guy's been around the block, uh, in terms of like the fight game and like, he definitely knows his shit. And it was like, it was a true honor like being able to speak with him. Um, so here's a snippet of our conversation where, uh, there, a viral photo of John, um, I guess had like been published and people were like asking him about it, but it's a, it's a photo where, if you were to take all the stitches that John's had over his entire career and he were to wear them at one time, like what it would look like. So the snippet you're about to hear is like, we're talking about that super interesting conversation. Definitely go check it out. Uh, but yeah, here's that snippet. There, there, there's a gentleman called, uh, Terry Shawshuk from Canada before hockey mask. And he did a, um, replica replication of what his face would look like with all his scars and after seeing that photo, I was like, oh, I've got to do that with my face. I've, I've had so many stitches, I, I want to do something similar. So I, I talked to a, a magazine editor, and um, they, they, they put it all together for me. And then uh, I think Joe Rogan might have discussed it with one of his uh, 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 people. And, um, yeah, that, and then all these emails come through. Is it, is it, everyone thought that it was from one fight. It's like, no, 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 it's just a hypothetical if I had them all at once. Uh, yeah, so that it, it, we, we had a lot of cool conversations, uh, during that, that little podcast. And he also talked about like, uh, like his visa expiring and him getting detained at the airport and shit. Like it was just such a cool conversation, man. But, um, this has been a dream, man. Like, like I've always been interested in radio. Like I remember being like a small town growing up and listening to like country music radio late at night. Right, like I'd be like sixteen, seventeen years old, just driving around late at night and listening to like Leah in the mornings or Leah late at night or whatever it was, um, and just like listening to her talk, dude. And then you know I remember like listening to Howard Stern, and then when Joe Rogan uh, started getting some traction, like I used to listen to every single episode of Joe Rogan. Um, like actually, I think I started at like six hundred or something, like when John Wayne Parr was on, um. But like, I don't know, like it's, I've always loved podcasts. I've always loved talk radio and like, I've always wanted to do it. And this year we just kind of said, fuck it, let's do it. And we jumped right in. And I think it's been really cool, man. Like, like I said, like, I don't like to brag. Um, I don't like to talk about money. I don't like to brag, but it's been a really cool year. And, and I want to keep doing this as long as you guys will keep listening. And I hope that over time, like I hope the production value has gotten a lot better because at first I had no idea what I was doing and and I didn't know how to like fix other people's audio. Like whenever I would record with somebody and it sounded bad, like I didn't know how to fix it. Whereas like now, like I'm I'm learning. 
I'm learning. I'm still, I still have a lot of learning to do, but like I am learning. Um, thank you guys so much though. What a year it's been, man. I can't wait to see what happens next, I guess. I have a lot of big guests lined up. Um, I don't know that this will be the last episode of the year. Um, or hell, like it might literally be like the New Year's Eve episode. Like I literally don't know. But uh, I did want to come on. I wanted to take, yeah, what did we have, like 38 minutes? Yeah, I wanted to take like 38-ish minutes. <laughs> I wanted to take, I just wanted to take a couple minutes and just thank everybody who's been part of this. Uh, my buddy Mike Bollington at Adding Context has became a really good friend of mine. And, and Bilal, the owner of QuickSesh, which by the way, if you have computer issues, go to quicksesh.io and uh, use use the word takedown in your little description there. And uh, Bilal will hook you up. Um, but like, there's just so many people that like to thank, uh, that I just, I literally can't, I can't do it for fear that I'll leave somebody out. You know what I mean? Like Terry's literally our Spotify editor for the weekly forecast. Definitely forgot about his bitch ass until like a minute ago. Um, a lot of people though, that I really appreciate. A lot of people have helped me. Two people, Right, Lefty and Eric. Lefty from the neighbors upstairs and Eric from another booty licking track influenced me midway through the year, almost towards the end of the year. Like I, I had a moment where I didn't want to keep doing this. Like I was kind of burnt out. I was tired. And I had a series of conversations with those guys and a couple uh recorded conversations with those guys. And it like renewed my love for this shit, man. Like I really do love this shit. Um so I hope that this podcast is as helpful for you guys as it is for me because sometimes like I just need this. Like sometimes I'll wake up, you feel anxious, you go about your day, and sometimes like you just don't have like that um that outlet. You know, especially when gyms were first shut down, man. Like couldn't even go to jujitsu, couldn't coach my, my guys, like I couldn't do anything. Um and now we're to a point where I'll go to jujitsu, I'll come home, I'll knock one of these out, and I just feel really good. You know, this is almost like a little bit of the closure that I need at the end of a day sometimes, if that makes sense. Um, But without getting too sappy, I don't want to keep you guys too long. I know the end of the year festivities are always crazy and a lot of people are still traveling. So I just wanted to thank you guys. I encourage everybody to go check out the back catalog of episodes we have, uh, including the John Wayne Parr episode, the Fabricio Ite episode, the Liz from the Ghost Gal podcast episode, Mila Harris, Pete Stegmeier, Wolfie, of course. Uh, go check out my conversation with Mike Bollinson about the election. That was, uh, I think, maybe during the... Uh, I think it might have been during the election. I'm not really I'm not really sure when we done that. It was before or after. Uh, regardless, check that conversation out. Check out a conversation with a kid named uh, Edwin from uh, the Breakhold Comics. I mean, absolutely incredible conversations that have been had this year that I just can't brag on enough or um i just i can't thank these people enough man so with that being said uh, i'm gonna let everybody have a good rest of your night i'm gonna flip over here to my sponsored page because i can't remember all this shit by myself um we have a phone number by the way i encourage everybody to call it uh it's 502-694-0749 check out the link tree in our bio too that's where most of our sponsored stuff is at uh, we picked up a new sponsor this week. It's Kaloa Surf Company. They're an absolutely phenomenal company. They sent me a free hoodie and a free hat, I think, uh, two weeks ago. Super cool people, though. 
excellent customer service. I really love those people. Uh, but check out Phone Soap. Go to phonesoap.com. Use the code TAKEDOWN. Uh, check out quicksesh.io. Game Up CBD, Future Kimonos, and of course, Adidas. All of this is in the link in our bio. Follow the links and get yourself some new stuff. Uh, hey, I know a lot of people are going to be making New Year's resolutions uh, going into this this next year, and a lot of people are going to want to get fit. They're going to want to try kickboxing, MMA, Muay Thai, whatever it may be. Uh, use the link in our bio, dude. Go to RDX Sports. Get you a nice, cheap pair of gloves, right? The gloves are cheap in price, but they are very well put together. I've actually used the same pair of gloves off and on now for like two-ish years from RDX. I have like other gloves just because like sometimes I get tired of like the same color all the time. Um, but check them out. They have a lot of really good gloves. Go to Future Kimonos. Get yourself a nice gi. Try martial arts. 2021. You survived 2020. Try 2021 with some martial arts. You're going to feel a lot better about yourself. Uh, with love, I'm signing off. Go check out the weekly forecast, the podcast that I do with my brother. That link is also in the link tree uh, for Spotify and for Apple. I think I might just be talking shit. I think we're going to be on iHeartRadio soon. Um, check those out. Check out the neighbors upstairs. Check out another Booty Licking Track podcast. Check out the Adding Context podcast. Dude, there are so many podcasts for me to like shout out right now. Check out the Fatal Distraction podcast. Um, yeah, I can't. I, I'm sorry, guys. I can't remember everybody to shout out. But check out all my friends. We've we've done a, a very cool thing where we've had essentially like this circle of people that have just consistently rotated each other on podcasts. And it's been super fun. Um, anyways, yeah, with love. Adios 2020. What's up 2021? Thank you guys. I love you. Adios. Oh, dude, we, we haven't figured out clearly. Just just take the fucking vaccine. I, th- I thought you were going to say, just take, I, 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 I legit, Josh, Josh, I legit thought he was going to say, just take Blue Chew. I, I literally thought, I, I was like, I was like, yeah, here it comes. Here it comes. It's going to be Blue Chew. We're going to be back on Blue Chew right now. I honestly thought he was going to be, just, just aim at your face. Just aim at your face. Actually, to be real though, like this is the perfect time for everybody that like wants to experiment with some gnarly shit. Like, if you've never licked an asshole before, this is your time to lick it. Like, if you're trying to quit cigarettes and they have like those Chantix commercials, like, oh, diarrhea, death, you know. <laughs> oh my god, too funny. This is a random thing, but uh, one of my friends saw him in concert in Japan, and she sucked his dick. Jameis, do you have a big nose? Uh, what do you do? Turn the lights down for you? Like, trying to make it nice and ambient in there with some Skrillex jamming? And we were about five seconds away from him breaking a fucking glow wand and him just having a full-blown party in my mouth, dude. It was terrible. The fucking drop hit. It was just too intense for him. He's just... He's making wobble noises with the with the drill. <laughs> <laughs> You don't bum rush somebody with your head down. That was, whew, I'm not sure I could watch that sober, man. (laughs) Word.